Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Santa. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following Charlotte's 111-102 win in Boston last night, snapping a nine-game losing streak in the city of Boston, doing it in pretty dominant fashion for the most part outside of the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter, but the Hornets still walk away winners in last night's contest. We'll break this one down for you, provide you with your top performers, plus Chris Mannix of SportsIllustrated.com just came out with a recent piece on Gordon Hayward, fitting considering Gordon made his return to Boston last night, the first time that Gordon Hayward played in Boston since becoming a member of the Charlotte Hornets with fans in attendance. Got a pretty good reception from the home crowd as well. We'll break that one down for you here in a few moments as well. And I say we because I am joined today by Wes Robinson, social media coordinator here with the Hornets. Wes, thank you so much for joining me today in the studio nonetheless. Yeah, it feels good to not only be in the studio, but in a case where the Charlotte Hornets to win. I mean, it was uh, it's just been great basketball over the last six, uh, six, seven games to see our guys co- collectively coming together. You can see things transpiring that we saw going on early in the season. We knew that we were going to have this kind of spark once we got a lot of road games out the, out the way, going fighting through injuries and COVID situations. So it's a lot of fun right now, and I'm enjoying the wave. So let's go ahead and take a look at this one. As neither team looked spectacular coming out of the gate, both teams were just one of three from the field to start the game and were tied at eight at the 652 mark of the first frame. And Charlotte didn't hit its first triple until the 242 mark. Despite all of that, the Hornets only trailed 27-25 going into the second quarter. From there, the Hornets were able to open up a healthy lead thanks to a 10-point quarter from Jalen McDaniels coming off the bench. Bridges hands it off to McDaniels. McDaniels attack, ball away, jumper is good. Jalen McDaniels is dialed in right now. He's got 10 points off the bench. Kelly Oubre's comeback being overshadowed right now. This performance by McDaniels. Charlotte led it 56-48 going into the locker room and were able to expand that lead to 12 heading into the fourth quarter with an 86-74 lead. Then we go to the fourth quarter where the Hornets had to stop multiple 6-0 runs by Boston, but Terry Rozier hit another signature dagger down the stretch with under a minute to go. Shot clock at 7, uses a Bridges screen, fires a contested 3, got it again! The dagger from Terry Rozier! What a shot! 25 points for t Terry Rozier finishes with a game-high 28 points. The Hornets win it 111-102 and now improve to 25-20 on the regular season. And more importantly, 17-10 in the conference. So with those West Coast games already out of the way for the most part, the Hornets really starting to shine against teams that they are also going to see a lot more throughout the rest of the season, as well as hopefully, potentially, more than likely, in the playoffs. Wes, this one had a little bit of everything. It was a little bit of a grinded out game, similar to what we saw in New York on Monday. Boston was able to slow down the pace a little bit, but the Hornets were able to stifle them defensively and come away with a nine-point victory. Yeah, it, these guys were resilient. I mean, they, they came out slow in the first quarter, and you saw LaMelo Ball you know, had some struggles, uh, turned the ball over a little bit. I mean, he had six turnovers in the first half, but they seemed like they cleaned up a lot of their performance in the second quarter. A huge lift and a spark off the bench and a guy that we missed so much, uh, having Kelly Oubre come off the bench with 18 points. I mean, he, he provided a, a lot of things for us that we definitely needed in our offense was just, um, you know, a huge spark off the bench, lighting up shots, uh, you know, disrupting the defense, rebounding, passing. I mean, the guy can do it all pretty much for us. I mean, it was just kind of just the perfect all-around game. I mean, I know Gordon Hayward probably will, will really want this performance back coming back into Boston, but you got to appreciate a lot of what Miles has been doing 
especially LaMelo Ball. I mean, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he was able to do other things in different categories. And that's what we love the most about LaMelo is that in a cold shooter night, he'll always find different ways to see that, to be efficient on our offense, getting 10 rebounds and 10 assists, a triple-double night for him. He has to think and uh, maybe buy Dennis Schroeder uh, dinner later for uh, shooting that shot at the end and getting the rebounds. And then Terry Rozier, I mean, it, he was just, the story was just all about him, you know, returning back into Boston. It seemed like he kind of felt that energy. Like he, he probably had like a flashback from that 31-point game he had when he took over for Kyrie in Boston. So it felt like he, he was very familiar with certain spots on the floor and he was a huge spark for us tonight. All in all, just great performances as three starters finish in double figures. Miles Bridges has 22 points. Terry Rozier with a game-high 28. LaMelo Ball, 15 points, like you mentioned, with that triple-double, his fourth of his career, his third this season. Also, Kelly Oubre, 18 points coming off the bench, and Jalen McDaniels with a dozen as well. After the game, James Borrego said that, well, like we just already mentioned, it was a total team effort. Terry obviously delivered. It was great to have KO back. KO hit some big shots. Miles obviously hit some big shots as well at the rim. They're late, so everybody chipped in there, you know, figured out a way to, to get this done, but I was really proud of Gordon. I thought he had it going there. We just had to pull him because of the fouls. And, you know, we had control of the game. So, you know, I saved him there towards the end. But I thought both Terry and Gordon played extremely well tonight. Kind of fitting that James Brago mentions the two former Celtics in that comment as well as the Hornets win it 111 to 102. Wes, this one was going towards one of those grinded out games where both teams were looking at probably playing this one under the century mark, but both teams were able to heat up a little bit down the stretch. Boston was finally able to hit some threes as the Celtics went just 14 of 46. That is a little bit over 30%. Keep in mind, the Celtics don't shoot the three ball particularly well. They average about 33% on the season, give or take. But the thing that stood out to me was from the defensive standpoint, Jason Tatum did not really hurt you. 12 points, 0 of 7 from beyond New York. And then you got guys like Jalen Brown as well, who went 2 of 11 from beyond New York, still finished with 21 points. But Dennis Schroeder was the one that kind of had to shoulder the workload for Boston last night. But I just thought that this one was another game that the Hornets were able to win defensively rather than offensively. Absolutely. And I think it was one of those games that um, knowing the situation with Tatum and Jalen, with those guys being all-stars, we knew that coming into this game that we're not going to let these guys get comfortable and get to their spots being at home and get it any way they want and how they normally do in Boston. So we knew if there's going to be one guy that's going to beat us is Dennis Schroeder. And he, they, they allowed him to shoot a lot of different shots. And it's not anything against Schroeder's game. It's just that, look, if we're going to lose this game, Schroeder's going to have to be our, a 40-point, 50-point game and have one of those perfect games to reel Boston in. And we just know that. One thing that, that I heard from Eric Collins tonight is that one thing you don't want to do with Charlotte and one thing that, that they can do now this season is that they can go shot for shot with many teams. And being the second in points team this year, it's just not a situation that you want to do with uh, Charlotte, especially the way they like to play in pace. And we've seen that over recent games is that we like to run the run up and down and get up the floor. We like to get our buckets in so many different ways in transition, playing defense, turning turn- turnovers into points. That's the way we like to play the game. We like to play very fast and um, try to make you disrupt a lot of the half-court game that like a lot of most teams like Milwaukee or, or even Philly like to play in. So it, it's just a true testament of J- James Borrego really putting a lot of emphasis on defense to be able to create those opportunities for us to get in transition. And the biggest thing that I, I saw tonight that was a turning point, Jason Tatum picking up three fouls in the first half early on, and then he had to get pulled out into the first half, so he wouldn't pick up his fourth foul. So I he was really – trying to be uh, disciplined on defense where in a situation on our end, we were going at him and attacking him. And Miles kind of saw that momentum shift and it allowed us 
to be able to go and attack him and and try to get him out of the game, you know, because when three fouls, you're, you're trying to, like, stay on the floor as much as possible when you're a star like Jason Tatum. So when we saw that, I, that, I noticed that was a turning point for us to be able to play our game and uh, just get up down the floor. Like I mentioned earlier, the Hornets snap a nine-game losing streak in Boston against the Celtics. The last time Buzz City won in Beantown before last night, of course, a 114-100 win all the way back on April 11th of 2016. Jeremy Lin had a game-high 25 points off the bench for the Hornets. Kemba Walker also had 18 for Charlotte, so it's been a long time coming to get this win in Boston. This is the second time that the Hornets played the Celtics this season. The last one came at the Hive. It was the third game of the season here at Spectrum Center, and the Hornets lost in overtime, allowing 140 points to Boston. Charlotte just quite frankly ran out of gas in that one. Miles Bridges after the game last night said that they were able to learn from that game and take a couple of things to adjust and end up coming out with a win last night. Uh, Just a sign of growth, you know. It was the same predicament we was put in the first time we played Boston, you know, at home. We were up by 12, and they came back and won overtime. So we didn't want that to happen. Again, you know, they made their run, but we stayed composed and got the job done. Wes, I didn't even think about that until Miles mentioned it after the game. I didn't really draw the comparisons. I knew the Hornets did have a lead in that previous game against Boston earlier this year, but I didn't realize it was a 12-point lead and double digits, and they just kind of faltered down the stretch. But give credit to Miles and what he said there. He just says that this team continues to grow and continues to mature, and I think last night and even the last couple of nights, really, if you go all the way back to last week and you think about you know the game against the Sixers, those two games against Milwaukee as well, and then even the New York game able to respond after a discipline pointing loss against Orlando to me that just kind of shows maturity all around absolutely I mean there's so much uh it's day and night from the team that we saw last year and even early on in this season to see where we are now with so many different changes in our lineup so many different people in and out so many different looks that we've had to provide so many different people having great nights and having career high nights so it's just one that we just learn how to stay in a lot of games and I think we've turned a lot of our losses I've talked about this early on in a podcast early in the season is that a lot of our losses were lessons and things that they picked up from a lot of those games or how to close out games how to maintain leads not how to get big buckets down the stretch and when you're going through cold streaks and the crowd is you know you're playing on the road and the crowd is really loud you know who are the go-to guys to pretty much put us back in the game and where can we find the battles in each quarter and how we can get back into these games or even close out games? So I think it's just a true testament to the coaching staff, making sure that these guys are always prepared, making sure guys like Jalen McDaniels tonight, who was huge off the bench, making sure that those guys know that you may not be the leading scorer or sometimes you may not get as many minutes that you want, but you got to stay ready because you never know when your number's call and you're going to be the one to provide a spark when a lot of these guys are still looking for their shots and looking for opportunities to get good looks around the floor. So it's definitely, you know, just staying ready so you don't have to get ready. And that's the, that's the biggest thing that we, we've seen with this team this year. Hornets winners last night in Boston for the first time since 2016, 111-102, now improving to a 25-20 and 20 mark on the season. And like I mentioned as well, 17-10 and 10 against Eastern Conference opponents. We'll get to our top performers here in just a few moments as there is a lot to look at as the Hornets win at 111-102 in Boston. More on the way next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. 
From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Williams holding with five seconds left. This can't be the play. Fires cross court to Schroeder. Smart offers up a fall away three. Rebound LaMelo ball. He's got the triple-double at the buzzer. And no one is more excited than LaMelo. Second place, though, goes to Miles Bridges, who is flexing as LaMelo Ball records the triple-double. And Charlotte snaps a streak of nine consecutive losses here at TD Garden, their first win since April 11th of 2016. They don't ask you how you got your triple-double. They just ask you if you got your triple-double as LaMelo Ball finishes with 15 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists in last night's 111-102 to win in Boston. Rob Longo and Wes Robinson, the social media coordinator with the Hornets, here with you on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Wes, time now for our top performers to hand them out. There are a lot of options. As the guest of honor, I will let you pick first. Yeah, I'm going with the guy who returned home to his old stomping grounds, Terry Rozier. He's been playing remarkable, and I want to make a strong case that it's really time to have that conversation that Terry Rozier deserves a spot in the All-Star game. I, I really believe so. I mean, we sound like homers on the podcast because we do wear Charlotte Hornets brand on our hey, shirt. Hey, it's our podcast. We can say whatever we, we want. We can say whatever we want, right? So we're going to make a case that Terry Rozier, and we got the numbers to pretty much back him up. I mean, um, go- coming into this night, during our win streak, went in the last six out of seven games. He came into this game averaging 22 points a game with five rebounds, five assists, and 1.3 steals. And tonight, he also had a, another career milestone. Just keep adding them to the list. He moved up in the uh, three-pointers category um, in, in franchise history, but he also became the fifth player in franchise history to have 500 three-pointers in Charlotte. Um, and it seemed like just yesterday when Terry Rozier got here, but he's been shooting lights out. I mean, almost making four threes a game in that stretch that I just mentioned, averaging 22 points a game coming into tonight on top of this performance that he had. And the biggest thing that I saw tonight, he was just getting it done everywhere. I mean, he was shooting lights out, but before he caught fire, which we know Terry, when he finds that spark, he's just going to go. But before that, the most impressive part was his efforts on the defensive end and the way he was able to distribute the basketball, averaging, not averaging, but totaling 10 assists last night. So it was just amazing to be able to see him still do different things around the floor and do whatever that was needed done. I, and it's, I said earlier in this podcast that he kind of had a flashback from his old stomping grounds playing in Boston. Uh, he kind of saw the green shirt on and seen the setting of the uh, playing in the Boston Garden and knocking down big shots. The only thing that was averse is that the, the fans were no longer cheering and they were more like booing them. But I think it was just fun for him to be back. I think he was just more excited to be back in that atmosphere and, and to have a big game like that. And like you said, it was, a, uh, it was his first win career win since leaving Boston. So I love the best thing that I saw uh, from tonight was Miles Bridges saying, hey, we did this for you guys. We did this for Gordon and Terry. We wanted you guys to get this win and to show everybody that, you know, everything's working here in Charlotte and it's only going to get better from here on. You talked about those 500 made three-pointers in purple and teal. Here's how it sounded last night. Ball off the back tap. Hands off Rogier. He fires from the wing. That's good. That's three ball number 500 of the Hornets' career of Terry Rogier. And that was kind of the calling card to say, oh, it's time to wake up because Terry Rozier really 
started to heat up after that one as he hit multiple threes down the stretch that were big ones for the Hornets in that 111-102 win. Certainly a top performer last night for the Hornets. He goes 10 of 18 from the field, including a 6 of 11 mark from beyond the arc and 2 of 2 at the free throw line. Also coupled in with, like you mentioned, those 10 assists and 4 rebounds as well. Played some pretty solid defense all around, it seemed out there, as he finishes a plus 14 in the plus-minus. He had the highest plus-minus of anybody in the game last night, regardless of what kind of jersey they were wearing. So Terry Rozier and pretty much a no-brainer for top performers. I'm going to go in a different direction though and I am going to go with Kelly Oubre. Hornets with the ball up by seven. Five minutes to play. LaMelo to Oubre. Wing three on its way. Yes sir! Kelly Oubre Jr. Yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot. His third of the contest. He's got 18 points. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back Kelly Oubre Jr. Sam couldn't have said it any better right there. Kelly Oubre with a pretty strong performance coming back from health and safety protocols, providing a big spark off the bench. He goes for 18 last night, an efficient 7-14 of 14 from the floor. 3-7 beyond the arc, also had a couple of rebounds sprinkled in there as well, and two steals, so he got it done on both ends of the floor as the Hornets were able to outpace Boston's bench scoring 35-26. to 26. Wes, that's one of the things that we haven't seen the last couple of games with missing Kelly Oubre. The bench scoring just hasn't been there, no matter who gets thrown in that lineup, but, you know, Kelly just provides that second unit going to another level. And I think a big reason to that, too, is because Terry Rozier has been playing a lot of minutes. You mentioned it earlier in the podcast. He played 41 minutes last night. We saw Cody Martin play 45 and a half Monday at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. So it's kind of been this winning streak and this stretch that the Hornets have been on has kind of been by committee. It's one person kind of stepping up, logging heavy minutes every night. But the reason I bring up Terry Rozier in that minutes is because he's staying out there a lot of times with that second unit, and he goes from the two, and he ends up running the point with LaMelo Ball off the floor. That's something that I've noticed the last couple of games that James Borrego has run out there, and so far it's really worked for the Hornets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, let's not forget that Terry Rozier, you know, I mean, that's that's his bread right there, pretty much playing the point guard position. Coming here in Charlotte, we really didn't need him to really fill that role as much because we had Devontae Graham previously, and then we have LaMelo Ball now. But, I mean, it's one that he's comfortable doing if he has to. I mean, he's probably moved into the role of, of being a scoring threat for us while allowing LaMelo to be able to facilitate the offense. But he knows the offense just as well. He's a great ball handler. I mean, it's kind of rare that you will see him get ripped or turn the ball over as much. So he's definitely, if we need him, if we want to provide different looks where LaMelo sits down and if we're able to bring in Terry Rozier or if it's a person like Miles bringing the ball up the floor, or in cases we've seen many different looks where Cody Martin will play point guard, and maybe Gordon Hayward is now passing out passing out the wing, or Kelly Oubre. So it's just something amazing about our offense that we 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 can share the ball so many different ways, and every everyone can get a good look based on the guy the amount of guys that we have that can pass the ball from many different areas around the floor. That's what makes our offense so efficient. That's why we're able to get so many different guys to get to their spots and have so many different big games and big moments uh, we've seen this season. So it's just very fun to be able to um, know that a night like this, Terry Rozier will have fun and have 41 and log 41 minutes. But it's one that we should definitely not get used to. We're not going to see him play 41 minutes every night. But we know that having a guy like Kelly Oubre coming off the bench and we know the kind of spark that he can provide, we'll know that some nights that Terry Rozier can scale back. And it may not be his night. It may be a LaMelo ball. It may be Gordon Hayward like we saw in uh, – not Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges like we saw in New York. Or maybe it was uh, a Gordon Hayward that we had a big game in Denver. 
at that time. So you just never, really never know. I mean, that's the best part about our team, and I really love it. Hornets playing some pretty good basketball as of late are now 7-3 and three in their last 10. If you expand that out a little bit more, it goes up to 10-3 and three after a three-game winning streak right before the calendar flipped to 2022. So Hornets on a hot streak now that they're getting a couple more home games. The travel schedule has been a little bit more relaxed, and of course they will be home tomorrow to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. You can get your tickets at Hornets.com or through the Hornets app. 23-11 crossover night. You're going to have some NASCAR racers in the building. Bubba Wallace, Kurt Busch supposed to be here as well. It's going to be a fun night, so make sure you check it out. Again, tickets at Hornets.com. Coming up here, though, in our third and final segment on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated had a recent article on Gordon Hayward and his homecoming to Boston, but of course we're going to focus on the Hornets side of things of that one. Some pretty good information there about why Gordon decided to come to Charlotte, and we'll discuss his impact on the Hornets franchise next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Show. Now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, you know, to do it for the world watch. And to let them know, let people know how serious we is, how how good we want to be. You know, to be the best, you got to beat the best, and we we just want to keep going. We're not satisfied. We want to stay humble and just keep playing hard and having fun out there. That's the main thing. If you see us laughing and smiling. Just having fun. Terry Rozier, after last night's 111 to 102 win in Boston, the Hornets snap a nine game losing streak in the city of Boston with that win last night, the first win in Beantown since 2016. Rob Longo and Wes Robinson, the coordinator of social media here at the Hornets, wrapping this one up for you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. And Wes, I want to talk about a recent article that came out yesterday about Gordon Hayward. It's written by Chris Mannix, a good friend of the Hornets Hivecast. We've had him on the HHC here a couple of times with Sam Farber wrote a piece about Gordon Hayward making his trek back to Boston. In fact, yesterday's game was the first time that Gordon played in front of fans in Boston since he decided that he wanted to don the purple and teal for the next couple of years. Didn't have that great of a game yesterday. He got in some foul trouble early, only ended up playing 21 minutes, had five personal fouls. He finishes with five points, three rebounds, three assists. He was efficient while he was out there. He was two of four from the field, including a one of two mark from beyond the arc, and he finished a plus nine and a plus minus. So when Gordon was on the floor, he was still contributing. So the article talks a little bit about how Gordon decided to kind of move on from Boston. He moved, he went to Boston initially trying to win a championship, playing with Kyrie Irving, playing for Brad Stevens, his former college coach at the time. So, you know, just kind of seemed like a perfect fit. But then he talked about how he wanted to go. He felt like he needed to move on. It wasn't about the money. He said it was similar to all the places that he was looking at. It was more of just a place that he wanted to maximize who he was as a basketball player. He said Charlotte blew him away with the presentation, having the chance to take that team to the next level. Talking to James Borrego, and he realized the system that the Hornets had in place already playing against them. He saw the talent level, and he just said that it felt right. It felt like it was a place that he could take his confidence to, that he could be confident in himself. He could bring something to the team. He said it really just felt right. And here we are a little bit over a year and a half later, Gordon Hayward with one of the bigger free agent acquisitions in the history of the franchise, quite frankly. And then you pair him with a young rookie in LaMelo Ball. You pair him with a rising star like Miles Bridges, an up-and-coming player as well. 
as Terry Rozier, and all of a sudden you got this great core that the Hornets now have moving forward. Wes, I just wanted to see what your takeaways were, if it kind of sparked anything in your mind about something that maybe you didn't think a certain way about how Gordon Hayward was able to transform his team, but all in all, a really good read I enjoyed from Chris Mannix. No, I think it was amazing. Uh, one thing that I definitely saw that was interesting was that Gordon Hayward said that, uh, you know, I've seen these guys play before. That's kind of been the story of so many different guys of uh, who's been who's been new acquisitions on this team. I'm, um, I remember when I first came in, it was Miles Bridges' rookie year. He's the only person from that team of his rookie year that's still here. So a lot of things that vi- that we've enjoyed here in Charlotte to see so many different things and so many different players who have came here and done great for us. But one thing that does stand out to most teams is the type of offense and coaching style that James Borrego and his staff brings to this organization. Uh, it just aligns in the way of where it complements a lot of guys' games, such as Terry Rose and Gordon Hayward, and even a, guy, a new guy like Kelly Oubre. These guys have come from many different systems, championship, I want to say championship, like championship contender teams who all had success in the playoffs, and they all been great in their own respective teams. Gordon Hayward was an all-star uh, in, in Utah and um, and also in Boston. So it was just something that he seen in this offense to say, you know, hey, these guys are young. And he said the money was the same pretty much in many different places. He didn't really name which teams that was, but something that he saw in the young Charlotte Hornets team. I mean, we haven't been in the playoffs since 2016, but seeing that this team is turning over a new leaf and they're bringing in such guys like somebody familiar. I can imagine that to see and Terry Rozier on the roster probably lit up his eyes to know what he can provide and what he was going to be able to do in Boston. But how much this team was going to be able to complement his game, I mean, I'm pretty sure he wasn't a fortune teller to see that he was going to get LaMelo ball. But I think it was just made it even more interesting when LaMelo came. But adding the system with James Borrego, seeing how uh, how well this offense moves, and he's played against them. And like we laughed about it earlier that Ish Smith said the same thing. He was like, man, I hated playing Charlotte just to know that what kind of pace of play that we play, so many different ways that we can able to open up and, and you know give people opportunities to be able to exercise more about their game or elevate their game in so many different ways. So I think that, that was very attractive. And that was very good for Gordon Hayward to really acknowledge that. And I think that's kudos to James Borrego and his staff and even up top Mitch Kupchak for bringing him in and negotiating a deal to get him here. And that's something that I didn't even think about until just now is the signing of Gordon Hayward, him coming here to Charlotte. It's kind of a domino effect when you really think about it. I mean, regardless of what happened and how last season ended, moving forward, you got a great core in place. You got a guy like LaMelo Ball. You got a guy like Gordon Hayward. You got Terry Rozier. You got Miles Bridges. You have all these pieces in place. And then you go out and you get these veteran free agents. You get Kelly Oubre. You get Ish Smith. Do those guys even consider signing in Charlotte without you know that domino effect like I mentioned? of a Gordon Hayward coming to a place here like Buzz City. It's kind of hard when you think about it that that probably wouldn't have happened. So again, I just think it's one of those domino effects that because of Gordon Hayward's decision, everything just kind of falls in place. And I think you're seeing the fruits of the labor right now by Mitch Kupchak with this team five games over 500 and playing some really good basketball as of late as a whole. Yeah, and and we're bringing in some great quality guys guys who've been able to see that and say, you know what? I want to play with this system, and I want to play with this coaching staff. And it looks like these guys are having fun. They're young, but they're energetic, and they're having a great time. Right? They really love playing with each other. Um, we talked about it earlier that you know it's kind of rare that we see these guys really. I mean, without it's competitiveness that if they're really they're holding each other accountable on different things that happen on the floor. I mean, that's the only situation that you'll see. But these guys 
genuinely care about each other and they have each other's backs. I mean, you've seen plenty of times that we've gotten into tussles and, and battles with teams and you'll see our guys defending, uh, you know, each other and, and knowing that they're going to back each other up night in and night out. I mean, these guys have not played many games together. I mean, so many different games that we've had lineup changes and we have new guys coming in and out. So we haven't had a consistent lineup over the past couple of years. But that's just, like I said, is a testament to the coaching staff of making sure these guys are complementing each other's games so, in so many different ways. I mean, and I think it's we're becoming more of a threat of – who can you really key on in Charlotte? You can read the stat line tonight and say, well, Terry Rozier is the guy we need to worry about, right? Make sure he doesn't get hot. But then, even though Gordon Hayward didn't have the night that he wanted to have in Boston, but he's still capable of scoring 30 to 40 at any given night that he feels uh, that his shot is going in. He felt like it's, it's his – when he first sees the first – when he sees the first one to go in, he can see that it's going to be his night. Same thing with Miles Lamelo and especially Kelly Oubre. We know what – firecracker he could be off the bench but I'm pretty sure a lot of these guys and who knows in the future who are watching us as we're beating these teams who are looking like you know what maybe down the line if things align in the right way I want to play with that team and that coaching staff it's titled Gordon Hayward reflects on his time with the Celtics and why he left but again the majority of the article focuses on why Gordon came to Charlotte the reason that he's here and the reason that the Hornets have had some success. So written by Chris Mannix, another solid read gives you a little bit more depth on Gordon's decision-making, which again, something that we haven't really touched on either is that Gordon Hayward decided to become a free agent and sign in Charlotte in the middle of a pandemic. So it's just another thing that a lot of people don't realize moving forward. But yeah, it's just another tidbit out there that Gordon just loved the city and loved this fit so much that he decided to uproot his family in the middle of a, of a pandemic and grow his roots here and continue to grow his roots here in the Queen City. That That'll do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Wes Robinson, coordinator of social media. Appreciate you stopping by today on EHHC. Let's keep this winning streak going. Definitely looking forward to seeing many of our fans coming out tomorrow night to see us take on OKC. Going to be a good one. Make sure you can get your tickets at Hornets.com. Again, 2311 crossover night. Sam Farber and myself will have a preview podcast of that one tomorrow here for you on EHHC. In the meantime, though, for Wes Robinson, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for checking us out today. And we'll see you tomorrow once again on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.